Monday, July 31st meeting of the uh, Pittsburgh School Committee uh, meeting. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Okay. Pledge of allegiance, Mr. Thomas. Will you uh, please the pledge of allegiance? To I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. First thing I would like to do tonight is uh, just mention about the mayor. He is doing well, uh, and hopefully he will be home soon and uh, back at his post very soon. So, Mayor Di Natale, get well soon and be back at your job. There will be no executive session tonight. Uh, School committee members and student reports. Uh, school committee chair report. Uh, there will not be chair report tonight. Uh, resource meeting. We met uh, uh, on the 18th, and it was a very short meeting. And we just had grants to submit and uh, grants to accept. Uh, that was uh, basically uh, what we had to do. Uh, all of those grants and donations will be on tonight's agenda. The uh, building needs, uh, we also met on the 18th. We were given a school building maintenance update by uh, Joel Richardson. Um, talked about the elevator. It's probably going to be another several weeks before it will be fixed, but we have, I believe we have a bid out now that's been a... Yeah, we have a... Contractor most likely ready to do that. Okay, um, generator at FHS uh, is going out. Yep. Uh, windows and door project at uh, Longo are going along very well. Uh, should, will be completed by the start of school. Um, Crocker Elementary School project. Uh, Mr. Roach, a little brief. Uh, sure. Yeah, so so I can I can give a quick update on uh, Longshow as well. So there are um, the contractor Lazat Glass. We've been meeting. We meet weekly for updates. There are 265 window units to install in the classroom settings. Those will be done before the start of year. Uh, the library will also be completed before the start of the school year on September 5th. School year for students. Um, they, if there are some windows that need to be installed during the school year, those would be common areas only. We had a walkthrough planning meeting last week uh, with Longshore School Admin in addition to our project manager as well as Lazat to just map out um, the, the sequence of the large stackable window units that are in the very front of the building on Academy Street and then the two sides. Um, but other than that, it's progressing really well and it's transformative to the building, honestly. And then for Crocker, uh, they continue to uh, pour the various components of the foundation, including frost wall, and they have started to build the large retaining wall on, they use directions, I always say the Burbank side of the building. Um, so it's progressing really well, and they've been moving some of the additional um, 
the soil and fill. I mean, that's, that's a, the challenge of this project so far is really just the additional earth, uh, but they've been moving that around. And, and again, they're, they're on uh, track in terms of their, they do three week look ahead meetings every week. We meet two to three times. And, and again, they're, they're, despite the rain this summer, they are progressing um, uh, really well. question. Yes, thank you so much for the update. That's wonderful. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I would like to add, add or ask if there is any, well, I'm pretty sure there is, way of um, getting the, 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 the working crew out there to do a deeper cleaning of the floors, mm -hmm. um, especially of Long Joe, even at the high school. Um, I've seen older buildings and, you know, there are um, uh, uh, cleaning um, uh, cleaning uh, uh, substances that can be used to, to do a nicer job. Remember, we want the best for our kids. Sure. So I wanted to know if um, that could be done. And also, what about um, uh, Goodrich Academy? Has anything been done yet, or would it be done before the beginning of the new academic year? Yep, so, so in terms of the cleaning, so the phasing of cleaning has ha started at Longjou. They're kind of working around of the window project, which has started from the top to the to the to the first floor, so fourth to the first, and the the um, custodial team has been doing floors and doing the deep clean, and uh, and actually doing a significant job in in the um, bathrooms. That was one of the the projects that the civic projects for the eighth graders. They really felt like the bathrooms needed to be cleaned, painted, updated, so they've been doing an excellent job in those as well, scraping, painting. In terms of Goodrich, um, well, and then the summer programs at Fitchburg High will be wrapping up at the, mostly at the end of this week. So I know the cleaning will really begin in earnest next week when five, six, seven hundred kids are, are moving up. They've been doing some over there, but they'll really be able to get after it once the, uh, the students are, are vacated with, with probably two to three weeks to spare. And then Goodrich, the veterans um, construction team has worked with the, vet, the Goodrich staff to select the tile they want for the floors. They expect that to be in, I would say, in the next few days and work to begin with completely uh, stripping and, and sanding and getting the ceilings, walls painted, and then redoing all the floors in every classroom. So, Can I, can I get a date as to when I could stop by and, and look at it and admire it, um, you know, when I'm not in anyone's way? I would love to do I that. Think, I think you, it's safe to say by probably next week they will start just check back and I'll confirm that with you because some of it is them waiting for the paint and waiting for more, it's more the tile. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Any further questions? Um, policy committee? Um, student support? Uh, yes, Mr. Vice Chair. Um, I just want to say, um, uh, send out an appreciation to uh, Mr. Thompson um, who has, um, agreed to think outside of the box and work outside of the box and uh, willing to 
recruit candidates from outside of the state of Massachusetts to, you know, be able to fill positions that we have here in the district and, um, you know, uh, uh, educators that are um, a better representation of the population of students that we have. So I thank you for, for agreeing uh, with that and helping the, the student support uh, subcommittee to, you know, to help the students so that they can have the, the better education possible for them here in Fitchburg. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Lane. Uh, school personnel committee, uh, no meeting. Executive committee, uh, no meeting. and. Uh, I invited our student reps, but they... Summer vacation. Summer vacation. <laughs> At this time, uh, I would like to welcome our acting mayor, Mr. Anthony Zarella, who will be the uh, acting uh, chair of the school committee tonight, and I am going to turn the gavel over to Mr. Zarella. Thank you very much. Welcome. I'll ask, uh, I'll ask you guys to bear with me because while I've done this many, many times for council, I have never done school committee and I'm sure you have your own uh, processes and procedures that I will not be familiar with. So feel free to correct me if I get anything wrong. You, you will get a grade at the end of the meeting. <laughs> I would expect nothing less from the school committee. Just be aware, you know, I'm, I, I'm the guy who retakes the test until I get the A. <laughs> Recording in progress. Uh, so it looks like next up on the agenda, we have the approval of the previous minutes uh, from June 26th. I'll make a motion to approve the minutes. Second. I have a motion and second. Anyone speaking on the motion? If there is no objection, we will take this by unanimous consent. Okay. Seeing none, the minutes are approved. Okay. Uh, no communications listed. I, oh, you have I have one, okay. one communication. Yep. Uh, I'm doing this for a friend and a fellow committee member, uh, Mrs. Rosemary Reynolds. Uh, she wrote to me, she said, uh, this was, we appointed her as the representative to the Keystone Collaborative uh, at our last meeting. Uh, I met with the head of the Keystone Educational Collaborative, John Desmash. He guided me around the Electric Avenue facility and filled me in on the history, etc. I, I was humbled and awed by his great work Please ask Mr. Stevens to relay this message to the school committee at the next meeting. So she uh, enjoyed that. So I'm, I'm glad she did, and we will have a great representative at the uh, Keystone Collaborative. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else have any communications? All right. Uh, public comment, did we have any submitted? We did not. All right. Uh, anyone in the audience wishing to engage in public comment at this time? Seeing none, uh, we have the superintendent's report. Thank you. Um, good evening, everyone. I hope everyone's having a great summer. I have a few items tonight for the superintendent's report. The first item, the Keystone Educational Collaborative visit. Um, Mr. Stevens already reported out on that. Thank you, Mr. Stevens. Uh, tonight, I would like to um, introduce Dr. John Braga. Uh, Dr. John Braga will be introducing our new athletic director. We just finished up the search um, last week, and Dr. Braga would uh, like to introduce our new athletic director. So Dr. Braga, please come up. 
Is your TV on? What's that? It is. It is. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you, school mini members. Thank you, audience as well. Uh, I'm Dr. Braga, Principal Fitchburg High School. Um, I'd like to introduce our new incoming athletic director, Todd Robbins. Um, we went through multiple rounds of interviews. Are you getting kickback on me? Does that sound okay? Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I don't think anyone's going to hire me for an acting career. <laughs> All right. Well, let me start again. I'm Dr. Bragg. I'm Principal Fishburg High School. I'm here to introduce Todd Robbins. We went through several rounds of interviews, checked multiple references. Um, Todd comes highly recommended. He comes from the Watertown Public Schools where he oversaw um, their radio and broadcasting program. He's um, really heavy into sports. He has a master's degree from the University of Cincinnati, focused on athletic administrator. That's correct. Um, he's very excited to come to Fitchburg. Um, one of the big things that um, we really focus on at the committee is how do we get all of our students involved in a sport and activity, and I think Todd has some great ideas and energy to, to do that. So um, I want to give Todd his moment and um, introduce Todd Robbins to the Fitchburg Public Schools. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Good evening, everyone. Uh, great to be here. Can't tell you how excited I am to uh, be here uh, after all these years of watching these meetings from home in Lemonster, being a Verizon customer. You get to see both cities. So I have checked out your meetings. I'm very excited to be here and be a part of the community. Um, as I think all of you uh, can attest on both sides of this community, the importance of athletics in the rivalry between these two communities and serving the scholastic needs of our students, you know, and really getting to educate the whole student is a massively important undertaking, uh, and it's one that I do not take lightly. I feel incredibly honored to be here. Uh, I've been told by your local historian I am the ninth person to occupy the position historically, uh, and in a program that goes back to 1894, that is an incredibly lofty, weighty goal uh, to, uh, to possess and hold. So I'm very honored to be here. Uh, if you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to call or reach out, and I'm happy to entertain any questions. Any questions from the committee? Uh, yes. Um, I'm sorry. Can you say your last name one more time? Yes, sir. Robbins. R-O-B-B-I-N-S. Yes. Um, do you have any plans for the girls track team? And I'm saying that because I'm a track star <laughs> sure. myself. I, me I remember when I used to coach I, uh, and I was working out in D.C., we used to take the students to the pen relays. I don't know. I've never heard anything about that here in Fitchburg, but we want the best for our kids. And, Absolutely. You know, and we want to encourage them to do the best they can so that they can make it you know, um, to this type of um, uh, competition outside of the the state. I would say the first and foremost how we're going to help our track programs goes back to that Crocker Field project which you're going to hear me talk an awful lot about. Uh, being able to take that gem in this community which is just a stone's throw from where we stand and bring that up to its state of the art need um, so they have a playing surface that can service them without potholes and, and the things that it currently has. Uh, first and foremost creates a safer environment for them to be able to, uh, to compete in. So that would be number one. Uh, and then and from there, I'm open to any uh, and all fantastic opportunities for them. I know often now uh, a lot of the bigger competitions are in Boston, whether it's uh, at the Reggie Lewis Center or at the new New Balance building that is in Eastern Mass. Uh, they tend to host a lot of the track meets here in the state. Um, but if I had a track coach that wanted to go to the Penn Relays and they had a high school uh, division, I think that sounds like a phenomenal opportunity for our student athletes. Good. Thank you. Not a problem at all. 
I just got a comment. Sure. You mentioned how many? Nine? Nine. That's I what I've been told. I think I probably know seven of them or under seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to... In the, in the you 40s. said it, Mr. Stevens. I did not. In the 1940s with Mr. Lawrence Stevens, Stevenson, you know, and... Uh, yeah, so... Oh, when wow. you walk into the office... He's only 45 years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you walk into the athletic director's office and there's this beautiful portrait of Mr. Amiot, you sort of understand the weight and gravity of the position that you now hold um, when it's this I mean, beautiful canvas. Uh, so certainly have an understanding of, of what I've undertaken. Oh, boy. Yeah, I just, I just missed Mr. Amiot, so... <laughs> certainly. And also the boys can go to the pen relay, too. I mean, I just oh, was talking about... Any and all are welcome, certainly. Just want to welcome you and look forward to hearing updates as the next few years go, go forward. Thanks Thank again. you so much, appreciate Mr. Walsh. I appreciate it. Yes, and I would like to welcome both of you, because I don't think I welcomed Mr. Braga before. You did it on Zoom. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, see, I was outside of the country. Okay. Really nice. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. huh? thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I, too, want to welcome you and thank you for uh, your willingness to be a part of this community. Sure. Um, I know it wasn't easy. <laughs> Uh, but I want to welcome you and, and, um, and, and be of any kind of support that I can as an individual and as also a part of this committee. Uh, so um, I just want to make sure that, you know, you know that for me, the most important thing is for our kids to excel academically mm -hmm. and, 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 and in sportsmanship. Um, because I, a number of times we've won the sportsmanship awards and that speaks volumes to um, our community. And then, so that's more important to me um, than selling the NBA or the NFL, you know, which, <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I'm saying without being stating the obvious. So just making sure that, you know, it's, it's first and foremost that our kids understand the importance of education. Uh, and sportsmanship. For me. No, uh, no question about it, uh, and, and I appreciate the, the comment because I think the opportunity, obviously, to look at the student first in student-athlete is an incredibly important part of what we do. Um, the uh, athletic directors often talk about, you know, these are the largest classrooms any school district possesses are the ability to be a part of these teams and play in, in these facilities um, and to, of course, grow and learn the important life skills um, that they are going to be able to implement when they go beyond this world, it, and it is the key to potentially unlocking educational opportunities for them outside of here, growth opportunities, life opportunities. Um, so I'm certainly excited about, about that proposition and of getting our students uh, to both be phenomenal students as well as grow their athletic prowess. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, just uh, the resource committee and facilities committee, uh, if you have problems, you need things, don't hesitate to come to us. Uh, my long years with the high school, but I have my last grandchild uh, as a senior at Fitchburg High School this year and will be participating in uh, indoor track and uh, uh, field, no, not field, uh, what's the other one? Lacrosse. 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 Yeah. So, uh, so we're looking forward. To, uh, so again, come to us if you need something. I'm also, I'm very interested in seeing middle school athletics uh, thrive again, uh, which they haven't been. Uh, so.
I think it's, a, and, and we had the opportunity to talk a little bit about it you know, during the interview process, and, and I'll say it here in this public forum, uh, I think it's absolutely a necessity for the city of Fitchburg to look into our feeder program and to create a feeder program that will help grow our student athletes and just get them excited about being a part of Red Raider Athletics. If we can get them in a place where at a very early age they're excited about coming to the high school and wanting to participate, we will see that growth. I, I firmly believe athletics is a way to get students out of bed and into their buildings every single day um, because it's something for them to look forward to and get excited about. Um, and I believe if we can get that bug in them at the middle school level, I think it's a tremendous opportunity and, and the reality of at this point in time, a lot of students, a lot of parents see the only athletic way to get to maybe a future that might be in athletics is through these travel programs, which are incredibly expensive. Um, and, and that is not a practical and possible need. Uh, I mean, at this point in time, they're looking at that as a for-profit business. How, how sad is that? Um, we need to bring that back into the schools. Um, junior high school athletics were present not in my era, but the generation directly before me. And it certainly led to a lot of athletic success in this region, we need to bring that back and start to grow that forward. So it's certainly be an initiative I'd like to see. And there are some great programs in place. I was having a great conversation with Rick Maynard today, um, who's been a part of the middle school athletic program, is very excited to see that grow and blossom. So I look forward to working with folks like Rick in, in the community and helping to grow that out. Also with, oh, just one other uh, question. I, I, I understand you're just coming on. Who has been handling the, the athletic department up until oh. now, up until we hired Mr. Rodgers. Right now? Yes. Oh, uh, you can bring uh, Alan Toomley. Uh, I'd like to thank Mr. Toomley uh, for, in the interim, until Mr. Todd has taken over, uh, he's been doing a great job getting it ready for you to come in, sure. uh, making sure orders are done and so forth. So we owe a round of gratitude and thank you to, to Mr. Toomley for... Okay. Uh, being uh, there to help Todd get going. Right. Well, th I didn't know that. Thank you so much for uh, um, Alan taking time out of his summer and uh, his schedule to, you know, willingness to serve uh, and, and, you know, knowing the quality of work and the time Alan's put in over the years, uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, handing off a, you know, not a perfect machine, but, <laughs> you know, some things that, you know, make your job a little easier coming in. So, I trust him, friend. Thank you so much, Mr. Stevens, for that, for letting me know that. Thank you. If I can just go right ahead. So I just wanted to echo everyone else's sentiment um, of welcome um, and best of luck. Thank you. Um, I think I just want to share a quick memory. When I was a college student here um, at Fitchburg State, there was all these kids in the neighborhood, and always, you know, after school, after my classes, would be running around the neighborhood, um, getting into mischief, into trouble, so on. And the one simple solution was we bought a basketball hoop. And we put it on the corner of the street corner, and we bought some basketballs and made some rules that they wouldn't you know, take the basketballs home. But all of a sudden, it was like this after-school program for the whole neighborhood. And from five kids, it grew to 20 and 30, and all summer long, it turned into this basketball club. Um, and it really showed me a lot of the ability that sports and athletics can have in Fitchburg, the role that it plays um, in this particular community. I know the mayor has said in the past um, for Thanksgiving Day parades or whatever, and I've heard many times that this is a football community and, and we're looking for wins and championships and so on and so forth. And I really think what you said earlier of just having the focus be accessibility, um, 
you know, we are looking for pride in our athletics, but it has nothing to do with the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. um, and just like Tom said earlier, you know, it's really about sportsmanship. So I just really think um, you're in the right mindset with what you were saying earlier about accessibility and affordability. I really think that needs to be a real focus um, uh, of athletics in Fitchburg. Um, and that's, that's all my thoughts. Best of luck. Like, like um, Peter said, if you need anything, please let us know. I think the biggest problem is probably going to be logistics. And certainly with affordability, logistics are very expensive. So um, if there's any creative ideas that you have, please let us know. I appreciate that, and, and I agree with you. I, I really firmly believe in athletics' ability to unite a community, mm -hmm. and I believe this is what it can do for this community. Um, and the example you cite is a, is a tremendous one of just the simplest little act right. in getting people involved can open up new opportunities, connect people, and, and give them something to look forward to. And the hope is they get excited and they look forward to being a part of Fitchburg Athletics and, and playing for the red and gray. Absolutely, yeah. And just one last thought while I'm sure. on it is, you know, we recently redistricted the school district, mm -hmm. um, and I think one focus that I would have in your role is, is making sure that there's a quality and opportunity in all the different schools, mm -hmm. um, you know, the difference of uh, what they have at Memorial compared to Long's Joe is, is very different. Yep. It's not green grass at recess at Long's Joe. That's a big deal to me. Um, anything creative you can come up with to for ideas like that, really making accessibility a, a key focus would be important to me. So best of luck and welcome to both of you. Thank you. I appreciate your mentioning that. I know that's something that I've, I've talked to a number of stakeholders in the community about but, is the need for green space and, yeah. and open space that, that students can play in and, of course, that are safe. Um, so that's certainly something we'll look into and hopefully come up with some creative ideas to solve. Absolutely. Thank you. I'd just like to echo the, the point about Pride in sports not necessarily being dependent on the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, you can, everyone can see me. I'm not a hugely athletic guy, <laughs> never have been. Um, I wrestled in high school. I had two career wins out of four years of wrestling, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. It made me feel good, mm. even if I was just the hardest kid on the team to actually pin, even if I lost on points every time. It was something I could do mm -hmm. that, you know, for a, for a tubby, asthmatic high schooler, that was a source of self-esteem. So, Sports are important. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and a positive memory that you, that you can recount here in a, in a public forum, right? I mean, exactly. And that's exactly. and that it's something that you'll remember forever. I, I mean, and I think there's something to really be said for that, um, and athletics ability to do that for students uh, can be, uh, I mean, just totally eye-opening um, for them. Uh, and and I, I will echo the the same. I mean, athletics doesn't just have to be about players. Uh, I am a, a standing person here who never competed at a varsity level ever. Um, I was a varsity broadcaster. Three days into my career as a freshman at Lemonster High School, I knew I wanted to be a sports broadcaster, and I went in and I asked if I could do the games. They said, yeah, here's a microphone and a camera, and the game's Friday night. Um, and here I am, 25 years later, still talking about those things, still doing those things in the community, um, and now obviously coming here in an entirely new role. Athletics can create opportunities without you having to actually step on the field and, and do something about it. So, yeah, exactly. And, and so I'll just also welcome you. Uh, Thank you. I probably won't have the opportunity to work quite as closely with you as the rest of the people on this 
Finch this evening, but uh, I certainly would echo that if there ever is anything that I can do to help, please let me know. I appreciate that. I'm sure we'll see the City Council for this Crocker Field project uh, at some point in the very near future. <laughs> so Mr. Robbins' yes, official first day will be next Monday, August 7th. So he's officially on board next Monday. And um, like everyone else said, we wish you a lot of luck here in Fitchburg. We're glad to have you. Fitchburg's a great place, and um, we can't wait to see what you can do for us here in the sports. I'm excited to be here. As, as the folks have told me, hail, hail the red and gray. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. And just echoing uh, what Mr. Hughes and Mr. Stevens said, and thank you to Alan Toomley for all the work, in addition to Yvette Cordio and Dr. Braga, keeping the athletic department afloat the last couple of weeks. So thanks, thank yes. you, everybody. Thank you. I meant to mention Yvette, yep. your secretary. She's uh, going to be a big help to you. Yep. No doubt about it. Yeah. Todd didn't say it, but thank you to Todd's wife and child that yes. came today. They've been in and out, but they uh. came to support him. <laughs> and uh, Patrick? Patrick. Yep. Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. Pa Patrick's nice. a, a future Red Raider too. Nice. Okay. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. Again. Thank you. Guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks a lot. Welcome. All right. Continuing with my report, um, I just wanted to update everyone. We are in the final stretch for selecting a new interim assistant superintendent. Last week, the assistant a superintendent. Um, committee met and um, we actually had 13 external and three internal candidates apply for the position and the interview committee narrowed it down to six and interviewed five people. One of them um, dropped out at the end um, and well, didn't come for an interview. So uh, they actually met with those five candidates last week and they submitted three names to myself. And actually I wanna say two hours ago, um, myself and my cabinet interviewed the three candidates uh, so tomorrow I'll be meeting with my cabinet again to review the candidates and their responses and then checking um, references and then moving forward with a recommendation later this week to move forward. Great. Who, who are the three candidates that are internal? The, the two candidates that are... Oh, two internal. Okay. Candidates. That were internal. The, the, the three, internal candidates. Three internal candidates. Mm -hmm. um, can you say that right is now? Something Don't I, I cannot share that information oh, just no. yet. Okay. Uh, uh, are we privy to the finalists, the three final, final candidates? Yes, I can tell you the three finalist candidates. Okay. I can do that. So uh, the first uh, candidate is Dr. Brittany Lavoie at Memorial, uh, the current principal of Memorial. Mm -hmm. uh, the second candidate is um, Ms. Julie Keefe, our literacy director. And our third candidate is out, outside of the district. Um, it's uh, Mrs. Glenda Colon who is currently um, employed by the Lynn Public Schools as the Executive Director of Curriculum Instruction and Assessment. That's great news. Yeah. So we'll be wrapping this up hopefully this week and moving forward. Okay. That's great. With offering one of those um, three uh, candidates the position. So, um, and then before we move over to the budget items, I have one last item that is not on the agenda, and I think it's important for the committee and the community to know. Um, I received um, the South Street Early Learning Center principal's resignation, Mrs. Monica Poitras. Hmm. Uh, Mrs. Monica Poitras will not be coming back um, to be the principal next school year. Her last official day in Fitchburg is Friday, August 11th. Um, she actually has some personal reasons she resigned for, um, so she will not be coming back. 
Um, so right now, um, I'm actually in the process of getting the posting up. I am hoping to hire a principal uh, for the start of the school year. I know I have a tight timeline, but my goal is to hire somebody. Um, until I hire somebody, um, the current assistant principal, Hannah uh, Tumber, will be acting as interim um, until we hire somebody. And, but I hope to have someone on board uh, before the school year starts. Uh, next, sorry, tomorrow I'll be sending out um, information to the community about the search committee. And if anyone's interested in being on the search committee, there'll be a link for them to apply to be on the search committee. Um, and we'll be moving forward uh, pretty quickly to see if we can find someone to fill that role. Uh, thank you. I, I hope we don't rush. You know what I mean? It's kind of, <laughs> you know, we got, what, two months before school starts? Well, kind of, you know, month, if to get a, month, a really yeah, month. month but, yeah. So to get someone in there now would be kind of, you know what I mean? If we already have an assistant there that's going to be interim, take our time. You know, you know, we don't have to be in a rush and look forward to December. Uh, if we have a person that's qualified right now that we can uh, work with on an interim basis, um, I, I'd much rather happen than to say, oh, we need to get somebody right now, we need to get somebody right now. Uh, so I'd be in support of that. If that's something that you would entertain, Mr. Thompson. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hughes. I am very, very concerned. Um, I just, my eyes. Okay. Very concerned that I don't see a representation of the 76% of students of color in the school represented in the administration. Very little. And, um, you know, I, I hope that we don't continue to just, you know, do the same things that we did in the past. Use, you know, use the same, you know, uh, infrastructure that, you know, that, that was used previously and doing the same thing that was done in the past. You know, just pick the first person that's there because, you know, there's no time. Because it's not helping the students. Studies are showing over and over the effect that a representation of the student body has on the academic performance of the students. And I'm not talking about picking people that are not qualified. Besides, usually, um, I, I, I don't think Fitchburg Public School has ever hired an administrator um, of color that is not qualified to do the job. Usually, people of color, they have to be 10 times better, they gotta be 10 times smarter, they gotta work 10 times harder to be able to get a job in the Fitchburg Public Schools. So I hope that we are not just rushing into things and not thinking about the educational background of the student. Um, I had the ranking of Fitchburg Public School the other day, I believe it was 340 over 390 or something like that. That is unacceptable. We need to do whatever we need to do in order to get those, um, uh, that ranking uh, to be improved and so that our students, because this is all about teaching and learning. We need to have the best here for the, for the students that live here in Fitchburg. That's why I am so concerned about, you know, if we have uh, students here in the public schools, if we have family in the public schools, we tend to work harder. We tend to want to do everything that we have in our power to be able to get a better representation of the students. And I hope this is being done. Otherwise, you're going to continue to hear my mouth, and I'm going to continue to fight so that our students can get the best, because they deserve the best. Thank you. Uh, I am with you. I have been espousing hiring 
people of color for many, many years. I am the first administrator to hire a black administrator in the public school system, and he was good. He was not 10 times better than everybody else. He was just a good educator who did a wonderful job. Uh, I also hired uh, another person of color who went on to become a principal in the system. Uh, and I have been espousing, hiring people of color for many, many years, and I've been around for many years. Uh, and I've talked to Mr. Thompson about it, and he, he knows my feelings, my philosophy on it, and uh, I think he will do a good job trying to recruit the best and most talented people to teach in our system. In addition to that, there need to be an induction program. There need to be um, a, a mentoring programs to retain these these folks that we, you know, that you're talking about. Because there was nothing to retain them in the district. You know, there was no support. That's why they left. That's why I left a hundred years ago, because <laughs> there was no support. I think there's more support than you realize. I know as vice chair, I have pushed, and again, previous superintendents will tell you, I have pushed to increase pay of our administrators, pushed to, retrain, uh, to retain our administrators, uh, to pay them as well as we possibly can. They have a contract, a union, that you just can't pick out individuals, you have to do a whole contract. Uh, I know Mr. Thompson is doing everything he can to uh, retain and retrain as many people as possible. Uh, and it's an ongoing job. It needs to continue. We need further outreach. Our HR director needs to continue to outreach. They need to go to colleges and talk to students. Uh, we need to continue our program that Mr. Roach started at Fitchburg State College of growing our own homegrown students. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's hopefully uh, we can continue to push that. And I know it's not going to be easy. And I know, you, Dr. Knight, you need to continue to push because we need to keep the foot on the pedal to get that done. Mm. Thank you, Dr. Knight. I agree with your statement. The research does show that students do do better academically when they have someone in front of them that look like them. So my goal and my promise with you is to make sure we get the best candidate for our students. Um, the kids deserve this in this community, and that will be my promise to this community, uh, committee and the community moving forward. Thank you, Dr. Knight. Thank you. I just want to add, you know, and this has been a sentiment that you brought up repeatedly, which is good, and I've, and I, have always supported it and will continue to support it. But I think, you know, with my support and with yours, I think this entire school committee needs to put into context the full problem here. Um, and I think it's a, kind of a bold accusation and w with respect, uh, kind of a baseless accusation to say that we are going out of our way to not hire um, candidates of color. The reality is that, uh, you know, it's in the 90%, 90% of college students with education degrees who are aspiring to become teachers are white, right? And, and when you look at our applicant pool from demographically, it's again, in the 90 percentile, it, our candidates are white. So 
I don't think it's that much of a cause for concern when about 12 to 15 percent of our staff are, are people of color, when 90 percent of the applicants are white. This is a statewide problem that every school district is trying to address. And here's the other thing. Every school district has the same information that teachers of color uh, are, are better for, for students of color, right? And they know that. And there's a limit of teachers of color in the marketplace that are looking for teachers' positions. And the school districts that have more students of color than we do can pay them more money than we can. And if I was a teacher of color in this whole marketplace, and there's various school districts that can offer me certain amounts of money, I think it's natural for us to assume that they're going to go with the school district that can pay them the most amount of money after with all the student loans and blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a statewide problem. It's going to require a statewide solution. And I think the measures that Fitchburg Public Schools have put in place, having our internal pipeline, having our connection with the local university, trying to encourage our students who want to become teachers to continue this homegrown track to be teachers of color in this school district are, I think you'll find if you look at what uh, avenues other districts are taking to address this problem, I think we're doing really well with our, with our policies internally. Now we can always do better. We can have, like you've suggested, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging, Director. We can have a subcommittee, right, that does that. We can have members from the public in that look at candidates for, for jobs. That's something that a lot of school districts do. But I think without looking at this and appreciating that this is a statewide problem that every district is, is struggling with, because a lot of your rhetoric really makes it so sound like we're not doing well and that this is a Fitchburg problem. And it's not a Fitchburg problem. This is a public school problem. And I really am kind of growing tired of this rhetoric that Fitchburg has racist hiring policies that, because we just don't. We need more teachers of color. Massachusetts needs more teachers of color. And I think we're doing a pretty great job. Um, and, we, and again, we need to do better. Um, and I think we need to make commitments and plans to do better. But I, I just feel like a lot of this rhetoric is kind of baseless, Dr. Knight. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. First of all, I want to address uh, my colleague directly. I don't think she used the word uh, uh, rhetoric. I think she uh, had a legitimate concern. Uh, the numbers don't lie. Uh, we can uh, say whatever we want to say, but the truth, the proof is in the pudding. The numbers, the numbers don't lie. We have work to do. Mm -hmm. We have work to do. We need to make sure that that's intentional uh, uh, as a part of our process. That being said, uh, I never want to make that the basis why we hire someone. My, my thing is always put the best person in front of our kids that can pull out the best in them. I do understand Dr. Knight's concern. Um, and oh, if you look back uh, over the years, and I appreciate Mr. Stevens, uh, uh, um, you, know, we're, you know, making those bold decisions to, to do hire people of color. But if you look at that over a span of 20 years, those numbers are just, they, they just don't add up. You know what I mean? You, you, you can't say, oh, we've done the best we can. Maybe we're not casting our net wide enough. or Maybe we're not intentionally. Uh, there's always more, like you said, more we, we can do. Um, uh, again, I'm not, I never have been of, uh, even in my own uh, uh, you know, course of work, not just grabbing someone because they are 
this. I need to have the best person that's providing the best service uh, that that we can have, that we can that we can give. So that that being said, I do understand Dr. Knight's concern. Uh, I echo that, and I, I appreciate uh, all the, the input. But I think that we also need to make sure that uh, in our practice, uh, uh, we want to we want to make sure, and then give that feedback. We did have, a, uh, you know what I mean. If that's a concern, make sure that that's 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 noted in your in in, in the people that apply. These people, you know, you had this, you had you had a, you know female, you know, you had uh, a male, you had a, this, you know what I mean. Make sure that that we know that it was it, there was efforts made, and you did have a person. The person just did not meet the qualifications, because we only go by what what comes in front of us. Right. You know what I mean. That's all we see. That's all we know. You know what I mean. We're not we're not privy to any other uh, applications, uh, and that's not even a prerequisite that they say they raise on the application. You know and what they, I mean. And they the and they usually do not. And they that. and they usually don't. Mm -hmm. But if that happens, you know what I mean. It's just hey, we did have this. Just so make sure that as 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 the leadership, we're making these efforts, uh, and it did come before us. And this person just did not meet the qualifications. The committee just did not. I was on the Fitchburg High Search Committee on the first round, and that was something that just did not make the cut. You know what I mean? And that's no harm in saying you just they just didn't. You know, we would love to, but it just, it just didn't make the cut. So, uh, 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 and, and make sure that like uh, my colleague said, the, the, the process is fair, is equitable. You know what I mean? And inclusion, and inclusion, you know, involve a, a number of things. And I'm sure we, you know, we know that. And it's in the back of our mind. It's in our head. But sometimes, what's in the back of our mind needs to come to the front of our mind. And 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 and, and consciously, you know, we're going to make an effort. I was in uh, Indianapolis a few weeks ago, and and a couple of people I was at a workshop with, they were all educators. And I said, as soon as I get back to Fitchback, I'm telling my superintendent about you. You know, they had the doctorates, and they were, all, they were all educators. They were administrators and things like that. And I'm saying, we're recruiting. We're recruiting. Come to Massachusetts. You know what I mean? I come to Massachusetts, and I, and I even try to use some, some figures to try to lure them with. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, it's tough. It is. It's tough. You know, people want to – not many people want to pick up from Virginia or, or Chicago or whatever and just move to the East Coast. That's, not, that's a huge transition. You know, we need to consider that as well. Okay. Mr. Thank Chair, may I, may I add? Go right yeah, ahead. so I appreciate the, the discussion about this really important <coughs> topic. It's undeniable the impact that racial affinity has on, on students, as, as Dr. Knight said. A lot of evidence um, suggesting the power of that. And, and certainly that is not lost on um, the various hiring committees in, in the Fitchburg Public Schools now. I think the, the ability to build a pipeline empowering students to feel like they can make a difference and they can see themselves in the classroom is a really important tool and having the connection with Fitchburg State is important. A strong induction program, absolutely critical. The ability to compensate people in a competitive way is important and I know we'll be talking a lot about that over the course of the next year with negotiations and I think opportunities for growth, opportunities to to engage in the educational experience in the school for leadership is important. We shared an article amongst ourselves last week that was a CBS News article uh, from July 17th. I just happened to be looking. 21% of all bachelor degrees conferred in 1970-71 were education degrees. In 2020-2021, they were 4%. 
and that's nationally. So, so we're also in this challenge of, again, coming back to the first topic, building our pipeline and figuring out ways to be competitive when five, you know, what is it, five times fewer people are going into the field, at least, you know, in the data capture that's, that colleges can make. And again, I think that's an area that we'll have to continue to talk about as a committee, as a team here, is knowing that, also knowing our demographic and how important racial affinity is, how can we be the most competitive right. type of school district in the region to attract strong candidates and then have the, 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 the supports for them to, that they will then stay. Right. Um, so I thank no, you for it, the opportunity. Thank you, Mr. Roach. And to echo what Mr. Roach said, you know, we're currently hiring still. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, right now it's a, it's a teacher's market. They can do a lot of job shopping right now and wait for a district to hire them that has the highest benefits and the highest salary. Um, you know, we've been interviewing for our middle schools, and our principals are offering candidates positions, and they're either saying, well, I can't let you know until Friday because I have two more interviews this week. Right. Or I can't let you know, I can't let you know because, you know, I still have interviews coming up for the following week. Whatever the circumstance is, it's a, it's a teacher's job market right now. They have a lot of offers, um, you know. And just to let you know, one of the things we will have to talk about is is what, how we compensate our teachers moving forward. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to a district close to us that's also an urban district just settled a co contract, and their teachers are getting a 14 percent increase over the next three years. That's Jeez. a lot. A lot of our teachers are leaving to go to this district. So that's something we will have to talk about as we move into negotiations um, this coming school year. So, I, I think that's one thing we've talked about already, and we've done. We did some things this year already with our paraprofessionals, um, giving them a boost, even though it wasn't a Correct. contract year, yeah. because we're trying to retain these people that we have trained, and uh, yeah. keep them. Yeah. So we're doing everything we possibly can. Hopefully, and if we haven't, let us know. Thank you. All right, moving on. Um, so we have a, an opportunity available to us mm -hmm. uh, regarding looking at making our uh, transition from our diesel buses to uh, electric buses. Um, and Mr. Roach will talk a little bit about the current grant opportunity that's available for us to apply to for uh, electric buses. So Mr. Roach. Yeah, I think we got it up there. That's good. It's always a good first step is to make sure it's, it's uh, projected. So we'll get the slideshow going here. So I have a, a presentation. It is in your packets as well. You can follow along. It's relatively brief. I'll, I'll hit the touch points on it. But essentially what we want to do is pursue the EPA Clean School Bus Program grant, which is due um, towards the end of August. It would be a collaborative approach that we take. So we're, we have our uh, yellow bus contractors with first student through this coming school year. And, and they have the expertise. We've been working with them. The bus, the transportation coordinator for the Fitzroy Public Schools, Donna Hildreth, you know, has a wealth of experience in school transportation. Both she, myself, um, have been meeting with first student representatives to help prepare this opportunity for a grant. I will say, in, as we walk through the slides a little bit, it is particularly uh, competitive. It's an extremely competitive grant. It, for the EPA region that we're in, 
which is one. Uh, I'll go through that a little bit. Um, you know, the, there's about $200 million allotted for the Boston sort of New England region. Um, when we get into the math of how much an electric bus costs, you'll see that that doesn't go super far. Uh, but we're, we're going to be pursuing that, that opportunity to do collaborative um, grant for a minimum of 25, maximum of 100 school buses, and that's currently being uh, discussed with first student now. On the next slide that I have is kind of just how the grants will be evaluated. There are a number of different factors uh, related to the, to the opportunity. I will say that the Fitchburg community itself does meet a number of the criteria in terms of um, what would provide some of the points as they break down the application breakdown for, for the grant. Uh, environmental justice and disadvantaged communities, for example, uh, project resilience to climate impacts, for example, we have done quite a bit already. I think in the city of Fitchburg and the Fitchburg Public Schools with respect to moving to solar and a number of things that we're trying to do with our HVAC systems. Um, the prioritization criteria on the next slide does again talk about high need school districts of which Fitchburg certainly does qualify. So again, I think we will be fairly well leveraged in our application um, as we continue on, you know, with, with respect to information that's helpful, I think I'll just, I'll stop on the slide that has the map because I think it's an interesting thing to look at. So region one is Boston. The next slide after that shows the breakdown of uh, sort of the, the funding per region. So if you see that slide, it shows three, 10 different EPA regions and Boston, which serves New England really, uh, has allotted almost $30 million, so about $28 million. So an, an electric bus is anywhere from three hundred fifty dollars to $400,000, one. So, so the region itself will, will probably have about 70 to 80 buses uh, provided, and that's all of New England. So when I say it's an extremely competitive application round, it is. They're gonna, the plan is to continue with these rounds, uh, but this particular round, which is due August with notifications in November, is one that, again, we are pursuing, um, and, and the hope is that we will win that. I know that um, uh, previous uh, Massachusetts school system, New Bedford, which I think has many comparable factors to Fitchburg other than being a little bit larger, did receive one of these grants in an earlier round. So I think there is, again, we have a great uh, opportunity here, uh, but wanted to make you aware of it so that, so that you can understand kind of what we're continuing to pursue in terms of that 2050 goal of significant reduction to emissions um, in Massachusetts, in the United States, and again, us doing our part to really try to, to, try to fulfill that, that uh, goal and also obligation. So I'll just kind of move along a little bit to the timing. You can see some of the information there with respect to the work that's being done around this, and, and the goal would be to, you know, hopefully have some kind of notification, um, you know, yay or nay in November through January. So that's quick overview, glad to try to take some questions, and if I don't know the answer, I certainly will reach out to our rep that we've been working with. A couple questions. This grant, the district ends up owning the electric buses, is that correct? 
So in this particular grant, what would happen would be that first student would manage that with Fitchburg and the other communities that are applying because there's, there's some incentive to apply as sort of a collaborative group and that's the approach we're taking in, in this particular grant. Um, so first student would then have those buses to fulfill in a contract because for us, managing a fleet would be extremely challenging. Then you have to manage a fleet of drivers. Then you have to have space to, you know, to, to house your buses, a massive yard of some sort. You need to then hire mechanics, and, and that's kind of a new field, too, just the electric buses. I did get a chance to tour one recently, and, and um, they look very much the same until you pop the hood, and then it's a very different different look. And my second question, I forwarded this to, I think, to you and to Superintendent Thompson. Uh, Beverly now has a couple of electric buses. Yeah. And their buses are such that they can supply power back to the grid sure. and earn money, and then they can recharge their buses during low times when the cost Overnight. Do, yeah. do you know, is that something that these buses will be able to do? It'd be the exact t okay. type, of, type of model. Great. Okay. And, and again, I think another conversation around bus transportation, van transportation, is there are communities that are, I look at Worcester, I talk about Brockton a decent amount, that are starting to get into the transportation field themselves as a school district, buying their own fleets and managing them just for cost effectiveness and that kind of thing. Massive undertaking, not on the agenda tonight, but you know, maybe it a topic for another another um, <laughs> resource subcommittee. <laughs> Any questions for Mr. Roach? Any other questions? Good luck with the grant. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, we have some donations and grants. Um, the first donation is for the science department in the amount of $800 um, donated by a former FPS teacher. Uh, she is donating seven earthquake kits and seven surface temperature centers, sensors for students to use in the science STEM program. In addition to that, we have um, a donation from JR Glass. They donated 96 backpacks last week for our students uh, with school supplies. So those will be going out for our students um, in need. And last but not least, we received a $1,000 uh, donation from North, um, Northern Grumman Starbase Program on the Hanscom Air Force Base. Uh, this will help us offset some costs to send our students to the Hanscom Air Force Base to participate in STEM activities. Um, and Jeremy, do you want to quickly yep. go over the grants? I can run through the grants. So there, this is a, a significant amount of grants that uh, would be uh, submitting, so I'll run through those one by one. So fund code 645-646, 21st century grant. Uh, allocation amounts will be forthcoming, but that provides the after school and summer program uh, for elementary and middle school age students. The uh, fund code 305 Title I grant in the amount of $2,881,542. Uh, submission deadline September 12th supports ELA and math remediation, all levels. Uh, FY24, um, I believe, fund code 24262, the IDEA grant, that's in the amount of $1,847,941. Submission deadline October 2nd provides funds to ensure that eligible students with disabilities receive 
the free and appropriate public education, which includes special ed and related services designed to meet their needs. The fund code 140, Title IIA grant, in the amount of $282,558. Submission deadline September 12th. That funds a portion of literacy and math initiatives and mentoring and induction facilitator. High quality instructional materials uh, in the amount of $202,000. Uh, that submission deadline was July 5th and that supports districts in implementing recently purchased tier one core high quality instructional materials in math, English, science and digital literacy. The Fund Code 309 Title IV grant and a hunt in the amount of $195,533 supports a well-rounded educational experience for students and that submission deadline is September 12th. The Fund Code 180 Title III grant in the amount of $154,791 supports our language learner population that's due September 12th. The Perkins grant, Fund Code 400, $80,603 due September 25th supports career and technical education initiatives at Fitchburg High and it can support Goodrich as well. Um, the emergency response management grant in the amount of $50,000 was due June 20th that supports school and districts in creating and maintaining safe, healthy and inclusive learning environments for students, faculty and staff. We'll support the safety task, task force as well. Innovation career pathways grant in the amount of 50,000, July 14th, supports the Innovation Pathways Programming at FHS, which is currently Advanced Manufacturing and Environmental and Life Sciences. The Mass Grad Promising Practices Grant in the amount of $35,000 due August 11th, provides academic, clinical, and career services provided to individual students and families at Goodrich Academy. And the McKinney-Vento grant in the amount of $20,000, deadline will be forthcoming, supports district initiatives to serve the McKinney-Vento homeless student population. Grants to accept, evidence-based literacy, early, early literacy grant, $54,050, initiatives which increase evidence-based inclusive culturally responsive practices in early literacy through professional learning uh, at McKay, I guess. Uh, the 1-8 Foundation, $16,910 supports middle school science initiatives and the Applied Learning Leadership Institute uh, in the amount of $8,900. The memorial has been accepted into this Applied Learning Leadership Institute and has been awarded the grant to help offset costs associated with institute travel and pilot implementation. All right. Uh Unless I'm mistaken, I think at this point we need to call for votes on each of these. I'll make a motion that we bundle 23280 through 23284. Second. I have a motion and seconds to take 23280 through and including 23284 together. Uh, is there any objection? Seeing none. Uh, we will do so, and the package is before the committee. Make a motion to accept. 23280 through 23284. Second. I have a motion and second. Anyone on the motion? All right. If there is no objection, we will take it by unanimous consent. Seeing no objection, it is unanimously approved. Motion for adjournment. Second. I have a motion and second to adjourn. Seeing as no one's going to object, <laughs> we are adjourned. <laughs>